So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the month leading up to the very first ever burn yoga class. I'm going to talk about the marketing that I did and which was really kind of just easy peasy. I wasn't doing very much advertising or anything, just sort of social media and email and stuff. Some of the things that I did to create a nice environment for people when they came through on that first time. And also the special secret magical thing that I did after every single class that I taught that made sure that this business had the greatest chance of succeeding going forward. So Hope you enjoy this episode. If you do want to, some, I got to say this shit, it's a podcast. If you want to support the show, you can, uh, I don't have like a Patreon link or anything like that, but you can buy some of my shit. Money Moves is my newest thing at the time of this recording. And it's really all about all of the stuff that I'm talking about throughout this whole series. How to use social media and email to get people to do shit. Um, and yeah, you should check out Money Moves or any of my other shit or just tell someone about the podcast. And yeah, enjoy the episode and I will, fuck, I don't know. Whatever. Enjoy the episode. Later. All right. So early December 2013, I had been teaching for a couple of months, the afternoon class, and it was going pretty well. I had used my personal Facebook and the network I'd built just going to classes and in my teacher training to get enough interest in my stuff to where I can get people to at least show up and give it a shot. And it, it's, it was slowly growing. And I'd... I'd started becoming a little more frustrated because I wanted to do more with advertising. At this point, I'd started a Facebook business page pretty recently, and I wanted to do more advertising, but it, it becomes hard to justify the spend when a customer comes in and then you're only getting a percentage of the money. So if the studio had given me a budget for advertising, that would have been different, but they weren't doing that. So I was spending a little bit of my own money, but there's a there's only so much you can spend when you're only getting a very small percentage of the customers you're getting with advertising. So I was starting to think more about what I could do to make my class grow faster and how I could get more control. And I, and I just wanted to point out too, that if you scroll back through my social media, if you go way back, you'll see me, you'll see these posts in real time and some of the things that I was doing, but I was trying to figure out what I could do to get my class to grow faster. And one of my friends, actually Valerie suggested that I try a 6am class and at first when I heard that, I was like, nah, no way. I, I actually had considered it before. And when I asked around about that, it didn't seem that 6 a.m. classes went very well in West Los Angeles. And my assumption was just like, well, yeah, it's like kind of a it was it's in Brentwood. So it's kind of a ritzy neighborhood and that people who are don't have to be up early because they do creative work or whatever that they won't. Why would they wake up and they can just go to a later class or whatever, you know, so that was just sort of my assumption. There had been a 6 a.m. class there before and a Shtanga class that I think worked because one of the teachers that taught it was very, uh, he's a famous Jürgen Peterson or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, he's a hes a famous Ashtanga teacher, but someone else had tried it. It didn't work. But I was like, you know, it's, it's worth a shot. And it was early December, so the new year was coming. So I thought maybe there's a way for me to at least just experiment with this and test this and just do like a quick trial run without committing and see what happened with it. So I, I did. I was like, all right, I'm going to try a 6 a.m. class. And the original idea, what I was going to do was just teach one of them. So I, I was going to schedule just one class right after the new year and see how it went. And if it worked at all, if, I, I assumed it wasn't going to work very well, but if it worked a little, I would continue teaching it because I was going to use it to do clever marketing and, and do some provocative sort of yoga marketing 
And my thinking was that if someone saw the marketing, they would be like, well, I'm not going to wake up at 6 a.m., but I'll go to his other class. So it was sort of like a decoy marketing a product where I could just get interest in me as a person and then drive the people who are interested that wouldn't go to a 6 a.m. class to my other class. But something else happened. So once I committed to teaching this single 6 a.m. class, it was going to be the first one on January 8th, 2014. There was no plans to teach any after this one. I, I thought if it worked, I would do another one the following Wednesday. That was my plan at this point. I was going to teach it once per week if it worked just to do this creative, provocative marketing to drive interest in my other class. But once I committed to it, I needed a name and I was thinking about it. And my goal here again was to I wanted to attract people who were sort of fitness minded, who wanted to get an early morning workout. So I wanted to keep it sort of fitness themed. And I came up with a few sort of cute ideas that I didn't really like very much. And eventually I just thought of the name burn. It's called a burn yoga. I thought that would, it was simple and it kind of got to the point. It wasn't a hot yoga studio. We did turn the heat up. So it was warm in the room, but it wasn't like a, you know, like a super hot yoga class, but I thought the name burn would kind of indicate there's going to be some sweat and all that. And that would be attractive to people who wanted to work out at 6am. Cause I did know, I mean, I'd been doing a lot of work in fitness for a long time. And when I was a trainer, people would never miss 6am classes. CrossFit classes run at 4am. People are crazy about fitness, fitness and they'll, and they'll never miss their early morning workouts, yoga classes. I just weren't sure about. So I used this fit, fitness angle. The class was called burn and my Facebook business page at this point wasn't very big yet. There was just a few followers on it. My, my personal Facebook page is where I did most of my stuff. And I was talking about it there. I also had a network of people that I had known just through the studio friends and people through teacher training, which I had, you know, had emails and text messages and I would, and I would communicate with them. And I told them about the class. And what I did was I created an event on my business page and Facebook events can be a little bit tricky because Oftentimes people will actually sign up for a thing and then not, never actually join the event. So they, they tend to um, either go really well, there's a lot of people registered in the Facebook event itself, or they just don't do it. And then it just kind of looks lame because if someone goes to your event, maybe you have 20 people signed up for something, but only three have checked in on the Facebook event. Then people that see it are like, well, this looks lame, you know? So what I was doing was as I was promoting the class, both in my you know, email and text messages with people that I knew. And also in the classes I was teaching in the afternoon is when I told people about it and what I was doing, that it was free. When I would get a commitment from someone, I would specifically ask them to go and join the Facebook event, to go and say that they were going on the Facebook event, because there's a lot of really magical social proof stuff that happens when those people's friends see that they're going to this thing, right? So, and that is the main reason why you'd want to create a Facebook event. So that was my main goal. I didn't really have, I didn't have a formal email list at this point, And I just wanted to create a buzz surrounding this class. So I had a few weeks to do it. I was telling everyone, texting, talking in class, whatever I could do. And then as soon as they would say yes, I would ask them to go and join the Facebook event so that their friends would see it. So throughout these weeks leading up to this class, I was getting a pretty decent response and I felt pretty good about how it was going to go on that first day. But one of my concerns was the studio didn't want to open the main doors and like let me create the normal experience because they didn't want to staff the desk or anything. It was all just a complete experiment. 
The way that I got them to agree to this was just by telling them, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to spend a dollar. You don't have to do a damn thing. So that's, they, they, they pretty much stuck to that. And so, so they wouldn't open the main door because that's where all the retail was and all of the cash register and all that stuff. But they gave me a key to open the sort of back door that goes into the studio itself. But I didn't want to have it look all sketchy. You know, I was trying to make something cool. You know, I didn't want their first experience to be all shady where it's like, yeah, just go to the back door. You know, I, I didn't want to just have like a sign in sheet or whatever, because the whole thing here was I wanted their email addresses so I could follow up with them. So I asked a friend of mine, this girl that I met in teacher training named Jamie, who was really sweet and she knew all the people at the studio and she was bubbly and fun. And so I asked her if she would help me. Uh, get people's email addresses and just kind of, you know, check in with them and all that. And I paid her to do that. So I was going out of pocket for this. And when people came in, they came in through the back door. I had music playing. I tried to make the place kind of cool and different. And Jamie would go around and collect their email addresses because I just wanted that ha to have a nice experience. I didn't want to just like have it be this like quick transaction where they came, signed in and then left because that really wasn't going to help me with what needed to come next. So that first class, way more people than had been in any of my afternoon classes showed up. I mean, it was a free class, so I, I sort of expected that. So there was 25 people there on that first day. And at this point, my teaching, I had improved a lot. I felt more confident in what I was doing. So the class went well. I played fun music. People dug it a lot. A lot of them hung out after, and we talked for a few minutes and all that different stuff. But I knew that I needed to do something really, really important here if I was going to continue teaching this class. So this is Clutch. Right after I was done and after everyone left, I took the email list of people that signed that were there and I went downstairs. There's a Starbucks right below the studio. I got a double espresso. I sat down and I emailed every single person on that list from my personal Gmail and just said, Hey, Sam, just wanted to say thanks for coming to class. I hope you had fun. We are thinking about doing it again on Friday. If you're interested in coming, it would be free again. Just just hit me back and let me know what you think and if, you, if you'd want to come. And I got a ton of emails back from people like, oh, my God, that was so great. And yes, I do want to come on Friday. So I emailed everyone again and told them, look, we're going to do it again on Friday, 6 a.m., same deal. It's free. Maybe you want to bring a friend. And taught the class again on Friday. Same thing happened. I think a few more people came to that class. So right after that class, I did the same thing. I took the people who came, the list of email addresses. I went downstairs to Starbucks, double espresso, emailed every single person, asked them what they thought. I mean, the people that had already come, I just sent them an email saying, thanks again. We're going to do it on Monday. The people that were new, I sent them an email that was a little more like that they were new. Same question. If we, if we did this again on Monday, it would be free. Would you want to come? And again, I got a bunch of emails back. Yes, they would. So I emailed everyone, posted on Facebook, did a bunch of stuff on social media, posted photos, did all these things, told people again that I was teaching it on Monday. So at this point, this class still wasn't like a scheduled thing. It wasn't going to be a, an ongoing thing yet. I was starting to feel good about it, but it wasn't on the schedule yet. I was just doing this all over email and letting people know about it in social media. So we did the class again on Monday. Same thing happened. People came. Jamie got three emails. I went downstairs and I, at this point I, I felt pretty good about it. The class had grown. I had, I don't know, maybe 40 or 50 email addresses. So I decided to continue teaching the class for the rest of the month for free. So I was going to continue teaching all the way through January and then figure out what was going to happen next in 
February. So throughout the rest of January, classes went well. As we approached February, I needed to figure out what I was going to do because I couldn't continue teaching the class for free forever. So I went to the studio. I had an idea. And this, the idea would be a win-win if it worked out. The, the studio wouldn't need to do anything. I would continue paying for my help and also doing all of my own advertising. This would allow me to spend more money on advertising because I would be able to justify it. And there would be no risk to them at all. There was I was going to continue doing it the same way I was. I'll just handle everything, build all the internet marketing things that needed to happen and do do everything. So I, I had an idea for a, a, a business model and a way to structure this class and a way to get paid that was what allowed me to do all of the things that I did and make it as profitable as it became. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk about that business model, how it worked, how I got the initial group of customers to commit. And I'll also in the ensuing episodes, talk more about all of the marketing that I did and how I got new people to come and how the whole thing worked. So we'll get to that in the next episode. And I guess I, I mean, this is a podcast. I'm supposed to say this, you know, if you want to support this, It'll get better as I go. I'm figuring this shit out as I go. But if you want to support the work, um, I have a bunch of really cool products that teach cool marketing stuff. At the time of this recording, Money Moves is the one that will show you all of these techniques that I'm talking about using here with email and social media and all these different things. So you can check out Money Moves if you want to, I don't know, subscribe or tell some people about it. That'd be dope too. And yeah, I think that's it for this episode. I will... Uh, I'll see you next time and we'll talk more about the business model that helped me create a full-time income from four 55-minute yoga classes per week. Later.